everyone, and welcome back to the Will Be Right podcast. I'm Sarah. And I am Hannah. We are so excited to be here. Um, Not live, but pretty much as close to being live as we've been. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. So we batched all the last episodes that we had together, and this is the first time we've been together in a month. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you in a month. No, no. Between COVID and traveling, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's been about a month. And we've just been like celebrating how excited you guys are and Mm. involved you are uh, from afar. And now we get to do it in person. So it was, um, we let out a lot of our very excited emotions Mm -hmm. before this. So you don't need to be subjected (laughs) to them. (laughs) But um, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be recording and knowing how it's all going because the first five episodes we recorded not knowing how people are going to respond Mm -hmm. and kind of knowing a little bit about you guys with the messages you've been sending and comments and yeah we're just very excited to be here it feels kind of like the first episode again except for almost now we're more prepared i think Uh, yeah i think so too like i have less nervous energy and more just excited energy yeah do you know what i mean feels like we're hanging out with a group of friends. Yeah, it actually does. Um, I don't know about you, but some of the feedback I've been getting, though, is that you and I sound alike. Uh, yes, I did get that from a family member, too. And I was like, my goodness, I suggested maybe I ramp up my Minnesotan accent and go like roll hard with the Minnesotan <laughs> accent. Um, but I think we're going to go in that direction <laughs> and I'll go very Southern for you. No. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But I was thinking I listened to a few podcasts and they are always they introduce themselves by like a distinguishing factor about themselves. Like I'm the redhead half of the podcast, but I was like, both of us have, I mean, I just dyed my hair blonde. So I'm stuffy. (laughs) I actually was thinking maybe it's going to be easier for people this time. This is Hannah, the stuffy one, the stuffy half of the podcast. Um, And I'm Sarah, the the shrill half. (laughs) I don't know. Do I have a distinguishing factor? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I am shorter than you, so maybe we could say that I'm the, sh- the short one. But yeah, but I don't know how people are going to hear that. Yeah, people can't hear. <laughs> well, stuffy and clear, reporting yeah. <laughs> for duty today. <laughs> we're excited. We're excited to be mm-hmm. back. Um, jumping right in, um, we're going to start out with our culture quirk Perfect. for this week. Yeah, great. So if you're new, a culture quirk is just something that we've experienced that is different here in Australia versus the culture that we grew up with. Um, respectively, Minnesota and North Carolina. Um, Do you want to go first, Anna? Yeah, I'd love to. So um, I, my husband, Jared, recently turned 30 years old. I know he's an old man. And (laughs) please don't be mad at me for saying that. (laughs) Um, But we had a wonderful time. We got to celebrate him and he's a wonderful person. So it's very exciting Mm. to um, have a little birthday party for him over at our house. Uh, And I, in the middle of the party, you know, we had the the birthday, we actually had birthday baklava because, um, you know, classic 30th birthday, Mm. Uh, but Jared really wanted uh, kebabs as our main party food. Yeah. It was really fun. It was a great time. I was really sad not to be there. I know. None of the food was gluten-free or vegetarian because both of our gluten-free vegetarian peeps were not able to make it. So turned out the best then. Yeah. Jeremy came and he had a great time. Oh, we had hummus. Oh, hummus is gluten free, and it's in my. You brought, I brought some leftovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you brought me leftovers. Thanks for that. It's like I was there. Yeah. Mm, this hummus tastes like Jared turned thirty. <laughs> So, um, in the middle of the party, we, you know, bring out the baklava with like some candles in it 
uh, for Jared to blow out um, as as a birthday birthday cake equivalent. And everyone was singing, and we get mm. to the end of the birthday song. Oh, I know what you're about to say. Yeah. So it throws me off every single time, and it's it makes me mm-hmm. so uncomfortable because in the U.S., you finish your birthday song and uh, you blow out your candle. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, little kids might do that kind of, um, you smell like a monkey and you look like one too kind of thing. Sure. But really, you're at a 30-year-old's birthday party. There's no monkeys. Of course. You're just, happy birthday, cool, bye. Blow out the candles, leave. Yes. In Australia, it is the most intense <laughs> and weird ending. It's a it's a, a group situation where one person nominates themselves to say hip hip and everyone goes, hooray! <laughs> and I forget about it every single time. I'm not going to that many birthdays. Sure. Australian friends invite me to more uh, so I can just get so you can experience it more yeah Uh, but my goodness it freaks me out and the logistics of it really freak me out so it goes three times hip hip hooray hip hip hooray hip hip hooray and then they blow out the candle yes but one single person nominates themselves Mm -hmm. to be the hip hip Mm-hmm. person and I don't understand the dynamics mm-hmm. and every time I'm like oh like mm-hmm. I think we've all finished and then all of a sudden one person, one person in the crowd hip hips. hips and then the entire crowd hurrays so and funny. I I don't know why I feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. I just don't know what to do with my body <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know why it makes me so uncomfortable. I think because I am so very much not expecting it every time. Yeah. And then it happens. And then I'm maybe a second off. Uh And I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyways, that is my culture quirk for the week. I remember my first time hearing it and I was very jarred. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to. so strange. I've gone to a lot of birthday parties, though, since being here because I have a really big family. So I go to a lot of birthday parties. Okay. I go to family birthday parties. That is so funny that you say that somebody nominates himself. I have nominated my Sarah. <laughs> dove right in. <laughs> I was said, like, I can get on board. <laughs> Someone is the leader and it's going to be me. So, d- okay, listen, as somebody who has chosen themselves to be the, yeah, the hip nominated hip hipper, <laughs> did you, do you like fight for power with someone? I can't think of a time that somebody ever... Um, stop me. So I just started, kept doing like, it. Like, if you hip hip at the same time with someone by accident. Then I would say we're just both hip hipping. So you would go to the next one still? Yeah. Because my concern what happened? What if they then, like, what if we both secede power? That's what I'm saying. Then we're both, no one's hip hipping. <laughs> no one's talked about it in advance. It's all very chaotic. Okay. Sure. No, I understand. It is very jarring, especially because it's a very, like... Huzzah moment, you know, it so is. it's quite loud compared to the slow rhythm of happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's an intense way to end the mm-hmm. song. And it just feels, it just feels like a lot. Maybe if the person who was blowing out the candles the, was the one who hip hipped. Oh, they hip hipped them this, themselves. <laughs> they self hip hipped. I'm like, crying. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Anyways, Sarah, I really don't know what to do with myself. So if you if you see me if we're at a birthday party together and somebody hip hips and there's I'm, a hooray, I'm obviously gonna, my eyes are gonna be at you right at me. <laughs> I will be uncomfortable. I will look awkward. So funny. Well, I, anyways, that's my culture quirk. I. It might take some time to adjust. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right, though. Like, you have not been to many parties, so... No. Like, and birthday parties, especially during the times, you Maybe know? I need to think about it more. I need to <laughs> spend more active thought thinking about the At the party, just find a quiet corner. Um, oh, my gosh. That yeah. is so funny. 
All right. Well, my culture quirk. So um, I'm pretty sure most people know that I just came back from the States, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. The first thing that I interacted with when in the States was walking through the airport, walking through the JFK airport. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I put two and two together. I did when I got here, but you know how we drive on the right side of the road in the States and the left side of the road here Mm -hmm. in Australia. People also walk on those respected spots. Yep. So I get to the States and all of a sudden I am hitting people left, right? (laughs) No, because I'm walking on the wrong side. Just running into people. So you're like 52 hours of flights down just careening around the JFK airport. (laughs) I just like, we were walking in a hallway and I'm like, why are all these people coming at me? It's like one of those bad dreams where you were driving the wrong way. Yes. And oh man, I I just kept, and like, and I don't know. I mean, it, uh, I felt a bit silly, but it happened to me like multiple times. Like I was walking the streets of Philly with my older sister Mm -hmm. and still running into people. And I was like, what is happening? Why does this keep happening to me? When did it hit? It hit like the next day. I mean, hit physically as you were running into people. Well, it hit when um, my older sister and I were in Philly and I saw like lines of people lining up for things. And I realized how they were queuing up. And I was like, oh, I'm the dumb one. <laughs> it's not just that a bunch of people want to <laughs> attack like, me. America sucks. I know. Everyone's walking right in you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being attacked. I'm actually the attacker <laughs> by walking on the opposite side. And, you know, it happens to me every single time, too, when I adjust first, like for the first time uh-huh. driving in another country because this is the fourth time that I've done this gone back and forth. I'm assuming when you're driving you're a little bit more conscious of which side of the road you're supposed to be on. I am except for when it's an unmarked road. Oh. So like whether that be a parking lot or yeah just like a side road that's not marked. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll accidentally drive on the wrong side. And it takes me normally like two seconds. Like it does. Right. Right. You're it's not- very quick for me to switch. But yeah. It's a hard mental switch. Mm. Uh, I feel that. Mm. I have actually experienced it here. Right. Yeah. With like, I, I still kind of have to mentally go which side of the road am I supposed to stand on? Yeah. Because when you're driving, my mom taught me this trick and it has been incredibly helpful. Okay. That you are in the middle. Yes. So you're at the middle line. And honestly, it is a game changer for when you're trying to drive. Yeah. But when you're walking, there's no lines. So it's a little bit different. And so I could see how you might just be running straight headfirst into strangers. Yeah. Uh, But I... They were all very confused, too. They were like, what is happening? I get a little bit up... Like, like haughty, I think. Oh, um, because I I make a really strong effort to walk on the left right. because I know I am supposed to. Yeah, and then sometimes people walk the opposite way, and I'm like, "Excuse me, we all walk on the left." Because Jared has yes. reminded me over and over when we've been walking together, and I try to and I start kind of straying over to the mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. We like on the left, on the left, on the left. <laughs> Let me corral you back. Yeah, come on, Hannah. No, left. but. There are, like, shopping centers where it's so big that people are going on both sides. Yeah. And that really confuses me because I'm like, I thought that there was a rule. Now and I thought this. that I was abiding by that rule, but yeah. y'all are all breaking it. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, I did run into multiple people, and I'm, for those people, I'm sure you're listening. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you ran into them and then stuck like a business card for the podcast. I yeah. did in their coat pocket, like reverse pickpocketing. Yes, I slid it right in. <laughs> They're just waiting for their mention. And yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, we're just going to take a second and break down a bit of a bit of my trip. Yeah. Just I haven't really shared too much with you, Han. I was waiting to I, to share, and and Sarah did share some photos and some updates on our Instagram stories. Yeah. So if you do follow us there, which I I would say you should. Mm. Uh, I'm not here to tell you what to do. No, we are. We're here to tell them. Sarah's here to tell you what to do. <laughs> Hannah is not here to tell you what to do. Sarah's here to tell you what to do. And Sarah says, follow the podcast, uh, follow the podcast Instagram. Yeah. And you can follow us on TikTok too. That's true. Um, I'll make a highlight reel of my little traveling across the ocean. Yeah. So we'll talk about that, but we'll talk about more than just that. So stick around if you yes. did watch. Yes, stick around. Um, so here's some basic, just a very brief synopsis of my trip. Let's go for it. First, I first we drive to the oh, Perth goodness. airport. No, um, we did go to the Perth airport, and my flight was at um, 11 p.m. And it's those flights out are always really, really late. I don't know why that is. Why? Yeah, I don't know why the trips to the states are always at oh dark thirty, but they are. Um, but I do have to say, every single time I go through security, every time my bag gets flipped upside down. For some reason, they don't like camera equipment. And I'm like, you're shady. Listen, apparently, apparently they look at my camera and they're like, never seen this before. Must flip it upside down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, can you please? That's my camera. So I then fly over. Um, I just did a really easy trip from... Perth, Doha, JFK, where then my sister picked me up in JFK and um, I'll show you. She took a little video of me arriving and in the video, you can hear us like sobbing. Oh my goodness. It's really tender. Those reunion videos get me every single time. Yeah, same. Same. I see them like of other people mm -hmm. crying, yeah. tears stripping down like my chin. Like I get so emotional yeah. that me and my sister were crying. Well, prepare to cry. Um, we'll be <laughs> posting that this week. Um, yeah, it was really, really sweet. Um, so then I go down and you know, what's really crazy is that I met two of my in-laws on this trip. I'd never met them before, but since moving here, that people have married into my family. So sibling in-laws. Yeah. That is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sibling-in-law. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd, I'd never met them. And so on this trip, I did I did meet them. It was so lovely. But I met my, my brother-in-law um, in Philly, and it was just really, really lovely. Yeah. I think I mentioned it briefly on the podcast with um, Marcy um, in that, like, I'd never seen my sister in love before. Yeah. And it was just really beautiful and really tender and... Uh, it just, it really just started off the trip in a really positive note. And That's I just, amazing. I just loved it. Yeah. yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, we then the next day with my sister walked Philly and I, uh, I, we walked everywhere, the length, the entire length of Philly. Oh my goodness. We walked. And the reason this happened was because my sister kept saying, 
oh, well, do you want to go here? Do you want to go to this monument, to this whatever, to this museum, whatever? And I'll go, oh, yeah. Well, how far is it? And she would just go, oh, about a 20-minute walk. And I just kept saying, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like 20, 20-minute walks later. Yeah. And we had walked like 12 miles. Oh, my goodness. And then my feet were destroyed. But I think it helped me overcome jet lag because I just kept walking. <laughs> walked right through it. I walked just straight through jet lag. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. 10 out of 10. Well... Honestly, eight out of ten Fair experience. Enough. My feet did hurt yeah. by the end. Knock off two points for the My, one per foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one point per foot. That's exactly right. Um, then the day after that, I flew to North Carolina and I saw my family and my, my parents. And that was very emotional. Yeah. Um, so it had been... Two and a half years to the day almost. Wow. It was like three days off. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So the last day I saw most of my family was at my wedding. Yep. At our wedding. Sorry, Jeremy. Our wedding. <laughs> not mine. Well, do you do that? Yeah, I do. But it's not our wedding. I think you're in the right here. You're all Okay, good. you're right. It, my wedding. <laughs> to yeah, so Jeremy. The, to Jeremy. <laughs> so that was the last time I had seen them. So um, the next few days we just like spent pretty chilled out time together. Yeah. I saw some friends that were local. Um, a lot of my friends that still live in um, my parents' hometown or like yeah. my hometown, I guess. Um, and that was really, really sweet and really good. I think it's kind of an underrated, you know, when you're going back to visit, mm. um, I think there's, there's kind of an underrated ness around just relaxing mm -hmm. together. Um, I think that there's times when you want to go and you want to you know, see all the things and meet all mm. the people and, mm -hmm. um, you know, catch up and, and all these kind of exciting yeah. things. I think there is absolutely something to be said about going and just chilling out. A hundred percent. Um, we are planning to go back later this year. Mm. So I'm taking notes from your, <laughs> your experience. Um, and I think that that's going to be one of the biggest things is, yeah. although I definitely want to go kind of maybe do a little bit of traveling, but a lot of just seeing people. I yeah. want to carve out some time to just almost the, there's almost like a luxury in feeling bored together. Yes. Uh, I a hundred percent that you really soak up mm. and enjoy mm -hmm. when every other time you are together, when it's distanced, it has to be kind of intentional. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And my mom was really, really sweet in that before I left, she sent me a really sweet message being like, I know that this might be really overwhelming for you. It might not, but mm. it might be. And so I just want you to know that there's no pressure to do these like elaborate things or to schedule like big group events or things like right. there's a lot of, she just was just like, there's a lot of space for you to do nothing kind of thing. That's wonderful. It's so it really sweet. That's really thoughtful of her to recognize mm. that. Cause I think, yeah, even just as a, on, on a personal level, there mm -hmm. could be this push to like mm. do all the things and see all the people. And I think it's, it's great that she kind of called that out and yeah, had space for that. Yeah. It was really sweet. Um, so part of the whole reason that I went, um, this time of year was because my younger sister was graduating. Yes. And so in my head, I was like, if there's an event for all of my siblings to go to, I'm going to go around that time. That makes sense. Yeah. So that people didn't just like fly in for nothing kind of thing. Not mm -hmm. that seeing me is nothing, but also like if there's an event for people to go to, I think it relieves a lot of pressure to yeah. host or, you know. It's a real twofer. Yeah. It <laughs> twofer. <laughs> twofer one. Um, yeah. So um, that, so let's see, she graduated on, 
Well, she graduated on Sunday, but all of my family came in on Saturday. I drove out on Friday and just like made a Facebook event for me and some of my friends and just said, if you can make it out for, you know, a drink, great. If you can't, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and eight people came out and it was so nice. Honestly, it was like no time had passed. It was just Aww. really sweet. And um, not even like all of these friends necessarily know each other. They would have met probably at the wedding or, you know, at, oh, other, right. at yeah. other events, but it's not like they were all from the same place. And it was just really, see- like really, really sweet to see my friends getting along with my other friends, you know? Yeah. When those groups kind of collide. Yeah. And how nice to see that the friendship, all of the friendships, mm lasted over yeah. both time and quite a lot of space. Yes, literally a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was um that was really good. And then the next day on Saturday is when I met my sister-in-law um who again I hadn't met. Yeah, because of you know, I was here and and they got they met and got married during the time that I was here. Yeah. Um and that was really really good. Um and so that's so special yeah. that so did they come up from somewhere do they live in yeah they live in texas so they came up and then so i now have siblings now i have siblings that live not all over the place i mean uh, all over the place Re- yeah actually all over the place so we've got i have a sister in philly with her mm-hmm. husband who i met yep um my brother just accepted a job in dc so oh. he's now he was in dc for a year on a fellows program but now he's there permanently mm-hmm. just accepted a job um I have two siblings that live at home. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister who graduated from UNC Chapel Hill, she's still in Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a younger sister who's also at uni um, and she's back home for the summer. And then I've got my brother in Texas with his wife. Yeah. So then we all met on Saturday in Chapel Hill for Rebecca's graduation. That is incredible. I know. It was really sweet. And we have these, I'll have to, we'll have to post these because we have this picture of all eight of us. And again, this is the first time we've been in the same room since my wedding. Yeah. And then, and the first time you'd been in the same room since two of them had married. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot has happened between those two times. Yeah. And we've got this picture of all eight of us. And then... The person taking, I think, I think my sister-in-law was taking the picture. She then spun the camera around to look at my mom who like is weeping. Oh, <laughs> and her hands are like up in the air and she's like so excited. It's amazing. But I'll have to post that one because it's, it's really funny just seeing like all of us and then a picture of my mom. <laughs> I love it. Like watching all of us. Um, incredible to see all of you together. Yeah. For the first time. I and know. as adults. Yes. A lot of you. Oh, yeah. We're all over 18 now, which is crazy. Yeah. We're all old. <laughs> um, that week, we also went to Dollywood, which was so fun. And what is Dollywood? Oh, I'm so sorry. Dollywood is an amusement park. Okay. That Dolly Parton made. Yeah. Um, it's in Tennessee. It's like an hour and 45 minutes from my parents' house. Oh, that's not too far. No, 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 not too far. Um, it has, I think, 12 major rides. No, okay. that's not right. I think it's got nine major rides and then a bunch of other things. But what's really fun about it, too, is that it's not a theme park. It's an amusement. Maybe I've got that back. I might have that backwards. It might be a theme park, not an amusement park, because it has like other things like there's like historical things like they have a replica of Dolly Parton's cabin that she grew up in oh cool and there are like huge showrooms and a lot of like nature shows hmm. so like you can like my younger brother 
I'll get to this in a second. He watched the Birds of Prey um, yeah. show and just thought it was the bee's knees. He literally was like in heaven. Hilarious. Um, but the reason we went, not the reason, I guess, but so I had proposed this uh, two months ago. My younger brother has autism mm-hmm. and has been fixated on roller coasters probably since he was about 10. Yeah. And there was a show on TLC, like greatest amusement parks or whatever, mm. fixated on roller coasters, but he's never been able to ride one. Okay. So I suggested a few months ago, hey, why don't we all go to Dollywood? Yeah. So did, did your whole family go? No, a few people had to go back. Okay. So like my my older sister and her husband went back to Philly. They had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my younger brother also had to go back to DC, but the rest of us were there. So oh, a lot cool. of us. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There would have been six plus my sister-in-law. So like seven kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and my parents. Um, so we go to Dollywood. I proposed this a few months ago. We go. And my younger brother was just so excited, like overwhelmed with yeah. joy, like so excited. And my mom was like, okay, we'll, we'll ride the ride together. And he goes, no, I want to ride my first roller coaster with Sarah. Stop. That's and so I'm nice. I'm thinking about it. It was actually one of the sweetest. I'm literally crying. Oh no. Yeah. It was literally one of the sweetest memories I have with him. Yeah. And he is just, he was so funny. Like I'm literally crying. So sorry. He held my hand as we went up the ride. Yeah. And was just like, Sarah, I'm so excited. Sarah, I'm so excited. <gasps> and then I like, I love roller coasters. Yeah. And like, I am one, I, hilarious. I'm very scared of heights, but love roller coasters. <laughs> Hands are in the air at all times. Mm-hmm. I literally, I just feel like I'm flying. Um, and I've ridden this roller coaster before that we were about to go on. So, you know, I'm holding his hand and we go down the first hill and I look over and his face is drained. His face is white. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, like, no. I was like, oh, no, this is not going to go well. He's closing his eyes and I'm rubbing his hand going, you're OK, yeah. Joe Michael, you're OK. L- open your eyes. You're OK. And he opened his eyes the second half of the ride, yeah. squeezing my hand for dear life. Uh-huh. And he gets off the ride and was like, that was the best thing. <laughs> And like was so excited. And then um, for all the other rides that we went on, if it was his first time doing something, so like his first looped roller coaster or his first, um, there was another one where your feet dangle. Mm. Oh, those terrify me. Really? Oh my gosh. Those are my favorite. (laughs) Um, That was the one where he had actually said like, I'm not going to, I'm going to ride all of them, but I'm not going to ride that one. Yeah. And by the end of the day, he was like, I want to ride that one. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Um, But he, for every ride that was like his first X, Y, Z or whatever, he was like, I want to ride with Sarah. And it was just so sweet. And honestly, it was one of my, that's probably one of my best days I've had my whole life. Honestly, I'm not kidding you. It was just like so special and so sweet. And I'm going to cherish those memories forever. It was amazing. Um, Wow. Literally tearing up. Okay, I'm done crying. Um, The rest of the trip was just spent, yeah, just hanging out. Um, Me, my two younger sisters and my mom spent a day um, shopping, which was really fun. Mm. Um, And we got Mexican food that night. And you know how I feel about that Mexican food. I had it so many times when I was there. Also, a lot of Chick-fil-A. Y'all know. Y'all know. (laughs) Had a lot of Chick-fil-A. And what was so funny, my mom for every single meal was like, 
I have lemonade, Sarah. I've got lemonade on the table. Oh my goodness. <laughs> For every meal. Just cause I said that one time yeah. and I missed lemonade. She was like, I got lemonade. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I didn't, I had lemonade probably every day. Yeah. You're like 50% lemonade at I, this point. I know. It's true. Yeah. They say that you're 70% water, but I'm actually <laughs> 20% water and 50% lemonade. Um, so yeah. And then, um, I left um, and I had a bit of a hectic one coming mm. back home. All of my flights were jumbled to just a quick summary of what happened was I woke up the day that I was supposed to leave and I, to a notification saying that my second flight was canceled. Mm-hmm. So my original itinerary was supposed to go Asheville, Charlotte, JFK, Doha, Perth. Mm-hmm. My trip from Charlotte to JFK was canceled. So my parents, we... Um, my parents were just like, no, we'll just drive you to Charlotte and we'll get you on the quickest plane to JFK. Yeah. At that point, I had three big bags that were checked and then two personal bags. Yep. My backpack and another little wheelie bag. And um, so that we go to JFK and uh, sorry, sorry, we go to Charlotte. And then from Charlotte, um, my flight is delayed in Charlotte. So we get a, we get a flight for me. Um, but it's delayed and it's delayed so much that I miss my flight. So I arrive in JFK and I sit on the tarmac for an extra two and a half hours. Yeah. Mind you, my phone did not work when I was in the States. I like didn't have the correct SIM card, so I couldn't use my cell phone. Um, so I'm sitting there with no internet, not able to like try and switch my flights, not able to text my parents being Mm -hmm. like, this is what's going on. Not able to text Jerry telling them what's going on. I'm just sitting there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I might as well sleep. So I slept. (laughs) I took took an hour nap. Um, We ended up going back in. um, The airline that I was supposed to fly with, um, their kiosk was closed. So I I slept on the JFK floor. Yeah. Woke up the next day and then like frantically texting people. I get on the phone with Jeremy, who sweet, sweet, sweet Jeremy. Then calls and rebooks all of my tickets. Yeah. Um, but I'm not leaving until like 11 p.m. that night. So mm-hmm. I did spend the day in Manhattan with one of my friends. Yeah. Um, which was really, f- did not expect to see her. And that was really fun. Yeah. Anyways, so then at 11 p.m., I go to check in and the airline is like, you don't have a flight. And I was like, I do have a flight. Here's my itinerary that mm-hmm. I was just sent via my email. And they were like, um, okay, we'll, we'll get you on. <laughs> fine, fine. We'll get you on this plane. And then they have the audacity to be like, and for all three of her bags, um, a thousand dollars. And I was like, no, no, thank you. I was like, absolutely not. Like I get two bags free when I fly internationally. Yes. Here's my receipt to prove it. It takes literally two hours for them to no. sort all this out. I'm not kidding. I went through manager after manager being like, I'm not paying a thousand dollars. No. And ended up getting sorted out. I then, so this trip now takes me JFK, London, Doha, Perth. Yep. So I get on my flight to London. Jeremy had confirmed that I did have a gluten-free meal. I try to go to the kiosk to also confirm that. And they were very dismissive and they were like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Get on the plane. They were like, we have no gluten-free meal for you. So I was like, no, I was like, cool. Do you have any fruit? Like, I know that you have those little fruit, like little palate, like I'm not a palate, but a little fruit tray or whatever. And they were like, Ugh, fine. And I was like, Ugh, fine, ma'am, I paid for this flight. Also, that's a long flight. It was seven hours. Yeah. Eight, eight hours. Yeah, eight hours. I think most people like to eat in an eight hour span of time. I know I do. Yeah. Anyways, I got two fruit platters. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> so you're 50% fruit. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fruit and lemonade. Yeah. No more water left in my body. <laughs> in London... 
I then go to my gate and they're like, you don't, you're not on this flight to Doha. And I was like, I am on this flight to Doha. Please let me on this flight to Doha. And they're like, okay, well, where's your visa for Doha? And I'm like, I don't have a visa for Doha because I'm not staying in Doha. I'm Mm -hmm. going to Perth. And they're like, no, you're not. And I was like, no, 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 I am. So then this is what really gets me though, is that half the time when this happens, they take your passport. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I'm in London. They've taken my passport. I don't know what's happening. After two hours, that's sorted out. I'm the last person to get on that plane. Love that for me. Mm -hmm. Get on the plane. Go to Doha. In Doha, the exact same thing happens. Except for that this time when I get there, my plane is already boarding. So I'm like (gasps) sprinting across the airport. Also, I don't know why this is, but in Doha, this happened on my way there too. Is at my gate, there was another security Oh, yeah. So, I had to go back through security. And y'all know what happens when I go through security. My bag gets flipped upside down because apparently they've never <laughs> seen a camera before. So, my bag gets flipped upside down. And then I get there and they're like, mm, you don't have a flight to Perth. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I do have a flight to Perth. This time, it only took like 20 minutes to sort it out. So, that's fine. Well, that's fine. good because your plane was boarding. I know. And I was really like, my bags are on that plane. I know mm-hmm. they are. Just let me on. So, I get on and I arrive to Perth. Um, at 6.30 on Thursday. I started this journey Mm -hmm. noon on Monday. Oh my gosh. Now please, to those people that want to visit Hannah and I, do not let this deter you. This often does not happen. I've done this trip. This is my fifth time doing it. This has never happened to me before. Yeah. Normally it's very, very, very quick. Super smooth. Very smooth. This was just a disaster. Anyways, sorry that took a lot longer than I thought it was going to, but that was my, <laughs> in a synopsis, that was my trip to the States. It was really lovely. Yeah. Um, and, and really, really good. Two and a half years in the making and yeah. pretty much two and a half years to get back. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Five years have passed. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, I wanted to know what was surprising when you went back? Because obviously you had some ideas that things were going to be different. Some Mm -hmm. things were going to be the same. Mm -hmm. What were you shook by when you arrived back in the States? That's a really good question. So when I first got there in, in the airport, I... So let me be... I hear your accent. Like when you come over, you know. Oh, yeah. I can, I can, you know, I, you don't sound... Not normal. No, I sound exactly like you, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, there's actually no difference. Um, But when I was there, it was really jarring Mm -hmm. and strange to hear other people having conversations in an American accent. Yeah. Like, I don't think that I had... Like, when people tell me, like, oh, I love your accent. Do people tell you that, by the way? Um, no. Jared has told me... Yeah, I know. People only like my accent when I do that super thick Minnesotan accent. They think it's hilarious. Yeah. That's the only time. Jared's told me he's just really glad I don't have, um, like, a very intense... Is he about to say Southern accent? No. Oh. Like, a very intense kind of valley girl girl, accent. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he... I think it's a little bit nasally for him. Oh, I see. I understand. That makes sense. That's the only one. Mm-hmm. And th- then he's told me, I'm really glad that that's not your accent. Oh, rude. Honestly, he can't do an American accent very well. And the, he could only start doing a good Minnesotan accent when he started watching um, a TV show based in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And then he could do it. And I was like, all right, <laughs> this is really indicating to me who you're listening to. Because it's not me. That's funny. But it is this TV show you're watching. 
That is so funny. I've never been so offended in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's overwhelming and weird. Yeah, it is really weird. Like, I know that people tell me, oh, I hear an accent. And obviously I'm like, it's just my voice, not an accent. Mama. But then when I was there, I was like, no, 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 no. We've got an accent and I'm hearing it. Yeah. It was just really strange overhearing other people's conversations and like, not that I don't understand what Australians are saying. Like, I've, I obviously know, mm-hmm. but like, I could hear every single word. Do you, Do you know what I mean? mean? You're more attuned to it. Cause here, I feel like yeah. when I hear somebody speaking in an American accent, I kind of, it's like my ear pricks up. Yes. And often I'll point it out to Jared and I'm sure he's over it mm. <laughs> I'll be like oh I think they're American or yeah, yeah I do that with Canadian yeah I, and I'm just like I'm very attuned to it so to go from being very attuned to it because it shows up every that's a good point few days if that yeah. you know to being mm-hmm. completely surrounded by it 24-7 would be overwhelming I it was imagine. it was really overwhelming and like my ears were ringing <laughs> so actually that makes sense because maybe because I am so used to like uh, it's almost like an excitement like a yeah you know, in my ear. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it was. It was, <laughs> and I was like, ah! I was freaking out. <laughs> I was freaking out. Yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> I will have to look out for that when I go as well. Yeah. Um, well, did you? Because you have moved abroad and then gone back. Did you notice that at all? Or um, I think I don't know that I remember it. Like very clearly. Okay. But I do know that when I've been living abroad, so when I was, I I have distinct memories of living in Korea and hearing somebody speak English with an American accent and being like very, um, just hyper alert to it. Yeah. Um, and when there was groups of people, lots of groups of people speaking English, it was kind of an overwhelming experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you could understand everything they were saying and, um, and they were just, right there and it was all yeah it was all happening all around you it was uh-huh. very intense and here actually the, that feeling of being of being very alert to it I think with you I, I'm expecting it yeah constantly yeah so it doesn't throw me at all but I have you know I if I make phone calls at work and the mm-hmm. person who picks up has an American accent it really mm-hmm. is it's like distracting. It is distracting. And I actually wonder if that's how people feel when we answer the phone places. That's fair. I used to, so I used to work in customer service mm-hmm. and sometimes I would pick up the phone and they would be like, put me through to the Australian line. And I was like, <laughs> this is the Australian line. Yeah. Well, I have had an issue recently and I think it's because I'm so stuffy. Um, oh. I have had an issue recently with people not understanding my name. As a, a note, again, to all our listeners out there, my name is Hannah. And apparently, <laughs> when I answer the phone and say, hi, this is Hannah, people think I'm saying Hiana, like H-Y-A-N-A, Hiana. And I... I would hate that. I am offended every single time. <laughs> I know they're just mishearing me. I'm like, that is not what I sound like. I have been, you know, um, graciously, you know, kind of fun, fun poked at by family members uh-huh. here about the way that I say my name and other words uh, because it is much more nasally. But people, okay. they, I think because I am a little stuffy. Sure. It's emphasizing half, it. Yeah. Okay. The stuffy half of the podcast over here. <laughs> um, I, it, it's making the A because my A's go way up into my nose with yeah, my Minnesota accent. That makes sense. And it's just making it worse. But yeah, I, uh, sorry, Hannah? Oh my gosh. 
That's annoying. I would be annoyed. No, thank you. I'm not here for it. It's Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm looking forward to hearing that back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no, but going back to you going back to mm. the States, it you don't remember it. I don't think I remember it so strongly. Okay. No. I do remember going from Korea to the US to just hearing English all the time mm-hmm. actually being kind of draining. Yeah. Uh, and and annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you can really just zone out a lot easier when you have to zone in to understand. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So I actually did have another question for you mm-hmm. because you went back from Europe to the States and you also did Asia to the States. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any differences between those two, like your reverse culture shock? Because obviously European culture is much different than Asian culture and bouncing back to the States. How was that? Yeah. In terms of culture shock, interesting. With reverse culture shock, I think I think what stood out as a big difference to ease that was mm. that I was surrounded by other English speakers and I was surrounded sure. by other, quite a few Americans as well. So when I was in Europe, I was studying at, um, my home university had campuses in yeah. all of these places. So everyone going there was going and getting an American degree. You could actually get a dual degree. Oh, right. Um, so you're getting like an EU mm-hmm. recognized degree as well as an American degree. Mm-hmm. You just have to take different tests at the end. Oh, okay. Um, but everyone there spoke college level, uni level, fluency in English. Okay. And it was all American English mm. pretty much. Um, and there was a lot of American exchange students there. Yeah. And I was friends with a lot of them. So I think in terms of culture shock, it helped probably that it's European culture is a Western culture. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the foods that were eaten and a lot of the ways the foods were eaten. And to be honest, I was, it, you know, it was uni, like, it was a different way of living in uni, but kind yeah. of some similarities. So that for sure was less of a thing. I think the biggest shock for me was um, the public transport change. Cause obviously yeah. it's really good in Europe. And actually it was probably pretty similar coming back from Korea as well. Cause they have amazing public transportation because I was yeah. in Incheon um, and they have amazing public transportation. Wow. Um, but coming back from Asia was different. I, there were a couple things that, um, stood out. So, and I, I, you just pick up on cultural mannerisms because you want yeah. to be respectful and you want to make sure that you are appropriately kind of behaving yeah. in yeah. the culture. Yeah. And I think that, um, so in, in Korea, at least it's pretty respectful to, to bow and it's not like to everyone all the time, but mm. it actually is like a, instead of waving or shaking hands, it's like a quick, you can just do a quick kind of head okay. nod down, a quick bow. Yeah. And it is a fantastic way of conveying respect and appreciation mm. or apologies when you don't speak the language. Mm. The body, you know, body, body language. language. Yeah. So if I was crossing the street and somebody stopped for me, you just bow a little bit. Mm. Or if um, somebody held the door open, you'd bow a little bit. Or if you weren't able to like hold the door open for someone when the elevator doors were closing, you'd quick bow a little bit. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a very normal part of what I did. And they also, um, touch the inside of their elbow when they hand you something. Oh, um, just as like kind of, instead of, I think it's this idea that you're not kind of shoving it in someone's face. So, oh, interesting. So it's a little bit more thought behind it. Okay. And I found myself doing that a lot for a very long time afterwards, really? okay. just because 
I found the body language thing to be such an important way for me to be able to communicate yeah. that I understand I am not fluent mm-hmm. in the language of the country that I have chosen to come and teach in. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I was taking classes and I actually wasn't terrible by the end, but, um, and thank goodness for um, Google Translate because <laughs> yeah. that helped a lot. But between Google Translate and the language that I was learning and all of that good stuff, I was able to communicate verbally a yeah. lot more. But when I couldn't communicate verbally, it was a really, it was a good way for me to show respect and appreciation. And so um, that I found to be challenging going back from. And it kind of was like a weird, it felt sometimes like people were being a little bit rude if they would, you know, if you stopped for them and they were walking across the crosswalk and they didn't, you know, if they put their hand up to wave or whatever, Mm. that was fine. But if there was no acknowledgement which didn't happen very much in Korea. I also wasn't driving in Korea, so <laughs> that was maybe part of it. it. I was like, almost a little bit rude. There's a very mm. different level of maybe physical respect shown. Yeah, okay. So I found that to be very different. Um, but it was strange because I moved to the U.S. after Korea and then moved straight to Australia. Right. I did find that here as well. Yeah. Those, those are some similarities um, in terms of kind of um, cultural differences that Mm -hmm. were a little bit jarring. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was an interesting, an interesting change. I do think, did you find any kind of reverse culture shock issues or, um, that's a good question. I, I don't know if I would say like reverse culture shock. I think I was like very attuned to like, don't use specific words because Mm. that's not, I think I was already mentally preparing. Yep. You know, I was already mentally preparing, like, don't say that you're going to the shop, like Mm -hmm. say that you're going to the grocery store or, you know, little things like that. So that, I don't know, not that I wanted, like, I didn't want to be called out for it, but but I guess you were visiting. It's a lot easier to be attuned to those and to kind of compensate for those or make those switches when you are only there for three weeks. Yeah, that's right. Um, I do think I was really overwhelmed really, really easily by things I felt embarrassed to be overwhelmed by. Yeah. Like I was really overwhelmed to be embarrassed by, um, Walmart. Like I'll tell you what though. Walmart is so overwhelming. My, my mom took me to Walmart and Sam's club. Sam's club didn't overwhelm me more than Walmart. Oh no, 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 it did. Okay. Sam's club and Costco. Costco. Yeah. No, I walked in. I actually took selfies for the podcast because it was so funny. I literally was so overwhelmed and my mom is just like, walking through Sam's Club and Walmart and I was so overwhelmed and I was overwhelmed by like the amount of options for everything. Hannah, the the tea and coffee aisle, the tea, it was like uh, 30 centimeters wide or whatever, the tea options versus the coffee options that were in the entire aisle. There was the entire aisle. Sarah, now I am mad. I forgot to ask you to bring back flavored coffee beans. I... I almost did, but literally each one of my bags was already overweight. And I was like, I was like, I can't do it. There were a few other things that I wish that I could have brought back, but I didn't. You did bring me back those um, peppermint Hershey's kisses. I did. And it was, I literally cried when I, um, because Jared brought them in from outside. Um, I was sick, so I was napping and I like came out and Jared was like, Sarah got you a little gift. And I was like, oh, okay. And I looked and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you liked them. I'm so he was like, Do you want to eat them now? And I was like, No, I want to save them till I'm not sick. So oh, I can like fully yeah, enjoy fully them. Fully experience. Yeah. I cannot wait 
Yeah. We're going to have to do some kind of Christmas in July things. We need to. I want to make that coffee that Mm. I made with these. You get two or three of them, hot coffee and and a um, candy uh, cane. Yeah. Peppermint stick candy cane Mm -hmm. and mix it all in. Love it. We used to do it with hot cocoa. Cute. Um, But anyways, yeah, I was just, I was so overwhelmed by the masses of amounts of things. And I like kept telling myself, like, you shouldn't be overwhelmed by this. Hmm. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be like, you, you weren't, I think I kept telling myself, like, you weren't gone that long. Yeah. Like I was, but I wasn't all at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like, know. Like you were there for longer than you were gone. Yeah. But you have been gone for a good chunk of time. Yeah. But I think I like kept telling myself that. I shouldn't be overwhelmed by these things mm. or I shouldn't be jarred by these things. Um, which is so silly of me, but like I should have just let myself experience the, you know, like if I was overwhelmed, I should have just like let myself feel it instead mm-hmm. of trying to like compress it because I think it did make it worse. Yeah. Like I was very emotionally exhausted Fair later mm-hmm. on that day because I had been like suppressing. Yeah. Instead of just being like, hey mom, I'm gonna go sit in the car. Yeah. I was like, no, you must push through. Enjoy you, Sam's Club, Sarah. Yeah, you must push the cart for your mother. <laughs> Which, like, she didn't ask me to do. So, like, right. I very easily could have been like, hey, mom, this was overwhelming. I'm going to go sit in the yeah. car. Or I I'm going to sit in the cart. Can you just cart me around? Yeah, I'm just actually going to sit in the cart, mom. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um. So, obviously, there were... We've talked, we talked in a podcast episode recently about um, things that we miss about the U.S. and things we don't miss about the U.S. Yeah. Yep. So I kind of have a two-part question for you. Now okay. you've gone back. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you kind of wish, cultural or otherwise, or physical, you know, whatever it is, that you wish you could bring back, that going there kind of reminded you that you miss it? And then on the flip side, is there anything that you were like, thank goodness i am coming back <laughs> to australia i mean other than jeremy your cat and of course. me yes and you actually i would probably thought maybe i was top of that list but i didn't <laughs> want to be rude to either jeremy or your cat <laughs> sorry jeremy <laughs> not both of our husbands oh on this my episode gosh, I, we are dissing so hard um that's a good question i wow this is horrible i can't even that was episode was recorded so long ago i can't even remember <laughs> yeah. what i mentioned um yeah, I. Hmm. Yes. So this is something that this is strange because I do and don't miss this one particular culture thing. And you'll understand in a second. Yeah. So, and maybe we do this here and I just haven't noticed as much, but the service in the States, the good service in the States mm-hmm. is very. I don't want to say in your face, but it's intense. It's intense. Everywhere I went, like I would go to buy something. How are you today? And I was like, yeah, good. Here's what I want. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time that I did that, the person like looked up at me. I think they were expecting me to be like, and how are you today? Yeah. I didn't do that. Whoops. My bad. So I, I like it in the sense that like everywhere you go, it does feel like people genuinely want to know how you're doing yeah. how's your day going do you have any i don't know ask me how my day's going i think it's really mm-hmm. sweet it's really really sweet other parts of me i'm like i don't have time for this i just want to get in and get out yeah so i would say that i miss it in particular spaces mm-hmm. where there like could be an added element of customer service yeah and then I don't miss it in other places. So I would be really interested to hear from our podcast listeners mm. because I've had people say to me, American customer service is so intense. It is. It's really in your face. And they don't 
like it. Yeah. But obviously it's a very different setup, especially when you're at restaurants and people are like tipping is yeah. thing. And we've talked about tipping before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be really curious if that is something that people here would mm. want to see more of or are like happy it's not here. And then if there's people in the States, yeah. this is their kind of everyday normal. Yeah. Um, if they're saying, you know, if they want to see less of it mm-hmm. or if this is, yeah, this is, this is it. This is yeah. good stuff for them. Definitely. And again, I think it did depend on the day. Like it depended right. on. Right. That's why I'm it's like, uh. I don't want to say that I do or don't miss it because I, I both really mm-hmm. like there were some days where I was just I was going nice and slow throughout my day was just doing stuff and I didn't mind if they were like how's your day going and I was like oh yeah it's good how's yours you know yeah that was that was a sweet little interaction there were other days where I literally was just like I don't want to be spoken to just get me in and get me out yeah <laughs> um there is something that I really I I don't remember if I mentioned it or not but drive through everything I think I oh, did, mention did mention it, it. I, yeah, I stick by that because here in Australia, you cannot pay at the pump. I forgot that. I forgot how much I missed paying at the pump. That's not even drive through. Hold on a second. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) I kind of lump them some together. That makes me angry. Does it? (gasps) I, it didn't make me angry. I thought it was just weird. So basically in Australia, sorry, I totally commandeered this. That's fine. Very strong feelings about it. Go, go off queen. (laughs) In Australia, you cannot pay for gas or petrol at yeah. the pump. You have to you you fill up your car, you take your gas pump out of the car, and then you go into the gas station and yes. you say, "I'm at number twelve." Yes. You hope you remember. You hope you got the right one. If you don't, you have to tell them the car. It's very embarrassing because they know you didn't look at the number. Mm. Not that that's happened to me a million times, but <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I have anxiety about it, and we'll literally look back at the pump like ten times. Oh, no, you should take a picture. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I got you. Life hacks. Life hacks with <laughs> Hannah. With Hannah. Oh, get up. Hannah. 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 <laughs> so, anyways, it's weird. It's cumbersome. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. But mostly it was just annoying. Mm. I think I, then we came back, then it was COVID, and I was like, this is actually very weird because yeah. you'd think they would start to do this a little bit more because then you're not actually having to go in and physically interact yep. with another human being. Yeah. Seems a lot safer. Yeah. Whatever. Not a thing still. It didn't make me angry. <laughs> and Sarah, let's be clear. That's the emotion I am feeling. <laughs> Until my sister-in-law mentioned something to me. Yeah. She has a baby. He is perfect. I love he him is. so much. She would go run errands with her son. Yeah. In the car. He'd be probably asleep. Yeah. You know? So, like, you know, they'd go to the grocery store, come back in. She'd put him in the car seat, drive, be like, oh, we need gas. Petrol, right? She's Australian. Yeah. So, pull in, fill up the tank, except it, you can't leave a baby in the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yep. You gotta take your whole child out of the car. Do you actually? I'm gonna I'm get just canceled kidding. for this. <laughs> it takes 30 seconds to pay for it. But if you can't see the car. Yeah. And t- like, what if they choked? What if there was like oh. to a one-year-old or a three-year-old in there and they were like, where in the heck is my parent? Yeah. Like, one time I saw a kid sleeping in a car and I was so freaked out. What if it's really cold or really hot? Yeah, no, I know. I understand why it's not good. I understand that it's that's bad. I mean, like in an emergency situation. Yeah. You could totally do it. Yeah. But she ended up just get, having her husband like fill up the car when he would or, yeah. you know, whoever didn't if uh-huh. they didn't have the baby. Uh-huh. 
That's inconvenient. Why? Yeah. I hate that. Oh, anyways, I hope this podcast gets listened to by changemakers across Australia. I agree. We've just had an election. There's a lot of important platforms. This is probably not the most important platform, but they could pick it up if they want to. We'll use the right hashtags. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dump this audio clip into our Instagram and we will we will tag the correct people. Uh, yeah, sounds good. To non-voters, to people who cannot legally vote. We can't vote. So we can't really sway any election. Nope. But we can make a difference here on this podcast and on yeah. Instagram. Anyways, if you have any power to change this. Change it. Yeah. Um, but those are the things I think that I miss, <laughs> good. miss the most. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I did have one last question for you too, Hannah. I'm ready. Because, uh, so I went back to the States without Jeremy. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest mistake that I made, honestly, probably the whole trip. Yeah. I really, it was horrible and I really missed him a lot. Um, Yeah. I, I didn't realize how upset I would be about it. Yeah. Anyways... The last time that you went back to the States to live Mm -hmm. was after you lived here in Australia for a year. Yes. So you took somebody back with you. Uh, I did, but not immediately. We did a month of... Long distance. Yeah. Sure. I still... This still applies, I think. Okay, okay. Because when you went, you would have had to watch him go through (gasps) culture shock. Yes. While also slightly experiencing it yourself. Mm -hmm. At that point, you would have been more adjusted. But how was that? Watching somebody else go through culture shock. Well, I'll tell you what. There were some really weird parts of it. Um, it like it just seemed some things just seemed like common sense. Um, even though I had learned to drive on the other side of the road, yeah, there were differences in the driving. Like, there's not a lot of stop signs here. I don't know if you've no, they're roundabouts. Yeah, it's mostly roundabouts. We have tons of stop signs in Minnesota. So they're starting to put in some more roundabouts, but most residential streets. It's stop sign central. Yeah, same. Yeah. Jared, it took him a little bit to get attuned to the stop signs. And he came in the winter, so he was learning to drive in a Minnesota winter. Roads were icy. And um, it's real easy to blow through a stop sign. Very. So that happened a couple times and my goodness it was yeah. terrifying but so that was definitely a change just in not even on the side of the road but uh-huh. just the type of driving that he was doing was very different yeah um and so i think that that was it was an interesting change to be like this is so normal for me yes come on man also there was a little bit element of safety involved which of course. I'm sure elevated emotions a little bit but um yeah it was it was very interesting having that i i think I think, though, what's really cool about not not the beginning part, but mm. kind of the middle and the end part. So, yeah. sorry, I, I kind of half answered your question. That's fine. Um, it is amazing to see so the person that you love and you care about mm. and who is not from where you're from. And to be honest, this could probably even be for... Um, you know, going from rural relationships where somebody's in a more rural location and then yeah. to a city location. Um, but to see him really feel comfortable in the space mm. that I grew up in and that I consider, uh, you know, a huge formative part of my life and yeah. that I consider home, one yeah. of my homes. And to see him consider it one of his homes and to see him consider the culture mm-hmm. to be something that he deeply understands, even yeah. if there's some weird, quirky cultural things that he called out as being things that he didn't overly enjoy, whatever it is. Yeah. That he he was adjusted to it, that he appreciated it, that he um, 
you know, could work around and work in the culture as, as being kind of fully adjusted was just an amazing thing to see. And, um, yeah, I think it really made us feel more connected. The fact that, especially coming back here, Uh and I'm sure you and Jeremy had a similar thing where you Mm. experienced culturally a very similar spot in uni Mm. and you have these kind of shared experiences and locations and, you know, slang or language pieces Mm -hmm. To have that shared thing with your partner in a place that feels very different from home is, um, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. It feels, it it makes a lot of the cultural challenges and the adjustments worth it, I think, on both ends. To be able to share that with your partner is, um, yeah, very unique. That was beautiful. Thanks. That was really, really beautiful. Um, Jared, I do love you. (laughs) Not just bullying you. Um, the last thing that I did, well, not, it was not the last thing that I did in the States, but the last thing that I wanted to mention, Mm. um, is something that I did in the States. I got a tattoo when in the States and I was very thoughtful when getting this tattoo. I have, um, a few native North Carolinian flowers Mm -hmm. surrounded by native Australian flowers Yeah, for, and something that you just said just reminded me, um, when you said, you know, there are these two places that feel like home and that are home. Yeah. Um, that's why I have them on my arm. I have, I don't Sometimes people are like, tell me the story. And I'm like, oh, I'm just a North Carolinian girl living in an Australian world. You really pulled out that <laughs> accent for that one. Too. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think especially going through multiple different homes with partners is really, really beautiful and really, yeah. um, the shared history is yeah. powerful. Powerful. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's but, kind of a beautiful thing to have that kind of memorialized yeah. on your arm. Yeah. I it's love it. It's a gorgeous it. tattoo as Thank well. Thank you so much. My artist did an incredible job. 10 yeah. out of 10. Very talented. Very I can't talented. believe how well they did the Geraldton waxes. Mm. Yeah. It's my yeah. favorite part of the tattoo. I have... The whole thing is my favorite. <laughs> good. Well, that's good because it's on your body. It, it is on my body permanently. Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, Hannah, thanks so much. This is a bit of a long episode, but honestly, I think it was, that was a blast. A reunion episode. It was a reunion episode. And I hope that you guys all enjoyed. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at will we write underscore podcast. Um, and you can also leave us a review on, I feel very fancy saying this. You can leave us a review, um, wherever you listen to this podcast. And, um, you know, we prefer, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but Sarah's going to tell you what to do. And Sarah, says leave us a five-star review sarah does say sarah me says five-star reviews (laughs) only (laughs) uh we're so excited you guys are here with us and i think uh we're all back in perth and we're Mm -hmm. all feeling better Mm -hmm. and i think this week i think we'll be right i think we'll be right bye guys bye